This is Issues 2021. I'm Steve McIntosh. Our guest is Wayne Bell, Wichita District Director, U.S. Small Business Administration. Welcome to Issues 2021. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Steve. I, I appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit of information here. What is the, uh, let's start out with some basics. What is the, what is the mission of the Small Business Administration, Wayne? Well, essentially the mission of the SBA is to help uh, basically uh, U.S. citizens that are interested in starting a small business or growing their existing business, uh, or if they're interested in doing business with the federal government, the SBA is here to help and to support, um, you know, their efforts. Uh, one one uh, fourth element or aspect of what we do that has really come into play, and that is uh, an event of a disaster. And in the most recent case here, the, the COVID-19 pandemic, SBA also provides disaster support resources to businesses, nonprofits, and other eligible entities uh, that are attempting to recover from a disaster. All right. We'll be getting into that in just a minute here. How, how long has the SBA b- been around? Been around since 1953. And the interesting thing, Steve, is uh, the SBA was established by President Eisenhower. Uh, of course, President Eisenhower being of, uh, of Abilene, Kansas, um, you know, it always, uh, to me, uh, I, I think it's neat that we have that uh, direct, you know, really, uh, I guess, link between uh, the the agency being established by President Eisenhower and yeah. uh, and Kansas. Yeah, so so pretty neat. One more thing that Eisenhower did that we can all be proud of, I guess. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. How many officers are there in the U.S., Wayne? Uh, there are 68 SBA district offices, and then in some of our districts, uh, the offices may have branch offices or branch locations. Uh, As an example, the Kansas City District Office, which is located in Kansas City, Missouri. They're in downtown Kansas City. They have a branch office over in Springfield, Missouri. Um, From Wichita, we're located in downtown Wichita here, uh, and we do not have a branch office, uh, but we do go out uh, out to western Kansas. Uh, Our territory really covers everything west of Topeka, and then the Kansas City District Office covers that eastern third of the state, uh, going from Topeka east. In in a normal year, do you know how many businesses are actually assisted by SBA in a normal year? <laughs> wow. Um, in a normal year, you know, in our area, just to put it in perspective, probably about 300 businesses in a normal year would receive SBA uh, financing or they would would use SBA financing in some fashion. So that's about 300. Uh, during the pandemic, those numbers went up over 25,000. I mean, I mean, it, it just, it's been in the thousands and counting. Uh, I, I have often told people that really when we were in the heat of, of uh, dealing with, with COVID and all of the stay at home orders and all of the, uh, resources that were at play, the Paycheck Protection Program, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. When we were in the middle of all of that activity, probably back June, July uh, of uh, 2020, we probably did the equivalent, I'm not kidding you, in maybe a four-month time frame, we probably did the equivalent of like 25 years of lending. I mean, it's just, just been un- unreal, the volume 
of uh, of lending and and the widespread need for assistance. Uh, and and fortunately, we were in a position that we we were able to help. Did that require you to hire any people or put on staff, or did you handle it all with what you have? Well, uh, we have a small team, uh, no doubt about it, but the CARES Act did provide the SBA with additional resources to uh, uh, include staffing, you know, to, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to include some staff. So every office around the country was able to hire a few uh, temporary staff uh, positions. And then I believe in some of our, our centers, our loan processing centers, um, I believe they were able to even add more staff uh, than, than just a few. But, yeah, so we were able to add uh, two great additions to our team. They're still uh, with us today, uh, but, but uh, they have been detailed to support some of the national programs. Uh, and, and actually, we get, our, uh, we get our two folks back here um, uh, in the coming week. What, uh, what percentage of all business is done by small businesses in the U.S.? Well, um, you know, I should have those numbers in front of me. I, I can tell you that small business nationally accounts for over 55% of all private sector jobs. Um, so when you think of jobs and you think of each of us going to work every day, you know, over 55% of, of uh, that private sector workforce, they're working for a small business, you know, and that's anything from our small uh, diners and, um, you know, uh, uh, coffee shops to, you know, right up to the larger manufacturers that we may see in this area. Uh, manufacturing companies that are supporting either the aircraft industry or other industries. So small business is really the driver uh, of our uh, national economy. And um, uh, but yeah, I don't have I don't have those those total summary dollars uh, that they account for uh, in front of me. But we know that just by the jobs numbers that they're significant to our economy, no doubt. You've already started to talk a little bit about this, but I'd, I'd like to ask you to give us a just a general uh, statement, Wayne, on the impact of the coronavirus on small businesses in this country. Well, it's been, uh, I mean, it was devastating, no, no doubt about it, you know, for, uh, and, and across sectors, uh, it, it was devastating. You know, anytime you had to stop um, activity and any of, uh, for a lot of businesses, any business, that relied on the public, so any retailers, any restaurants, um, theaters, museums, any of those kinds of operations where the public were uh, coming in face-to-face, they were all certainly impacted. Many, many business owners had to redefine themselves. They had to to modify their their business structure or or perhaps the model uh, and the way they did business. Uh, many were very successful at doing that, but there were there were others that were not as successful. There were others that just could not uh, change that quickly, and as a result, uh, they they needed help. And in some cases, some have gone out of business. You know, so uh, the, these disaster support or these COVID relief uh, resources that we uh, have been able to uh, bring about by way of the, first the CARES Act in 2020. And then the Economic Aid Act uh, at the end of 2020 in December, the Economic Aid Act was passed. And then most recently, the American Rescue uh, 
plan act that was passed well these things these stimuluses have brought to bear resources and tools that SBA uh, has been able to utilize to help a number of uh, businesses and other eligible entities so so it's good that these resources have been able to you know, to, to come into play. Yes, the SBA is involved in several programs designed to offer financial relief to businesses during the pandemic. Let's start with, uh, tell us about the, the uh, Paycheck Protection Program. How does that work? All right. So the Paycheck Protection Program, by now, most of the public is probably well aware, or at least have heard of the Paycheck Protection Program. And the way that worked, um, businesses were able to get a forgivable loan uh, from lenders, and and uh, they could go to their current, you know, uh, lenders, or they could they could establish a new banking relationship. Um, basically, it was pretty straightforward. They would apply um, with their lender, uh, and the and the loan was intended to, was intended to cover uh, eight to twenty four weeks and cover period kind of um, ranged. But basically, the calculation was based on an eight week period. Um, where you would take their average monthly payroll. This is just a broad, you know, calculation, but you would take whatever their average monthly payroll was in 2019. Uh, you would take that number, multiply it by 2.5, and that was the amount of PPP loan that they were eligible for. And then uh, what the requirements were was that they needed to spend at least uh, 60% of those funds on their payroll costs. 40% of the funds could go towards other eligible expenses, and that could be rent, uh, utilities. Um, I, I believe that one was limited to mortgage interest. Uh, but And then there were some other things that they could use the funds for. Uh, but in short, if they satisfied uh, the usages, um, then they could apply for loan forgiveness, and those funds would be forgiven. So, And, and that's been a really successful program. That program is... When I say that we reached or we achieved, say, 25 years of lending in like a four-month window, that was all primarily done through the Paycheck Protection Program. So that was a really successful program. Well, how many businesses do you think you, you've been able to help with that, then? Oh, my gosh. In, in Kansas alone, I know the number, it, it's probably somewhere around 26,000 or so, if wow. not more, yeah, in Kansas uh, alone. So it was a very successful uh, program, and in fact, uh, the the funding for the program is winding down. So the the funds, Paycheck Protection funds, now can only be accessed through CDFI lenders, um, uh, and these are mission focused lenders. You know, kind of our um, nonprofit lenders that are participating with PPP. Uh, now, this is really the only way to access any more of the PPP loans. And the program is set to end uh, May 31st, but the funds may actually be exhausted a few days before that. You're listening to Issues 2021 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Wayne Bell, Wichita District Director, U.S. Small Business Administration. Wayne, restaurants have been hard hit during the pandemic. Any idea how many diners have called it quits in the Wichita area? Maybe that's a statistic you don't have, but do you have any idea? No, uh, I don't know uh, the, the, the stats on that, but no doubt about it. Many of our diners, our caterers, our food trucks, 
uh, others that are in that food and beverage uh, sector, you know, many have had to either shut their doors. Uh, they've certainly had to lay off people if they weren't able to utilize some of these other resources, um, you know, t- t- due to, due to uh, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, there were just so many different uh, of, these, of these food and beverage uh, companies that were affected, either large restaurants, and you know that had all of a sudden they they couldn't allow people in their space, uh, and then gradually uh, maybe they could allow a very small percentage of people into their space. So they've all been significantly impacted, and this is the reason that the Restaurant Revitalization Fund uh, has been established and has been rolled out um, as of May third. Uh, businesses that. And, and, and this is intended for for-profit businesses, by the way, uh, that are either restaurants, caterers, food trucks, um, yeah, bars, brew pubs, coffee shops, bakeries, candy shops, any, just any of those food or beverage uh, companies, they are eligible to apply for the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. And uh, it's a neat program where basically it intends to get the entity, the, the applicant business, back to their revenues, which may have been uh, their pre-COVID revenues. You know, so I'll give you just a quick example. If there was a restaurant that did, say, 500000 in 2019, and uh, their their business was obviously dramatically affected in 2020 and say their gross receipts went from 500,000 now down to 200,000. Uh, the way their calculation would work under the restaurant fund, they would subtract the 2020 revenues from the 2019 revenues. And in that example, say it's 300,000 is what's left. And then you would subtract any PPP funds that they may have received and any other grant COVID-related grant funding they may have received. And let's just say, for example's sake, that totaled $50,000. So if you subtracted the 50000 the 200000 for 2020, that would leave you 250000 And so in that example, the restaurant would be eligible for a grant of 250000 through this restaurant revitalization fund. And so, yeah, so it's really intended to help get those uh, companies from the food and beverage, you know, those food and beverage-related uh, companies yeah. back to back to their pre-COVID uh, revenues. You, uh, so it's a, a neat program. You, Go ahead. It appears that most local restaurants now are getting back to near normal, except they can't can't find enough workers. So. There's yeah. another problem. I don't yeah. know if that's what. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that is. I'll tell you what. That is a overarching problem. Uh, I, I'm in regular communication with uh, Keith Lawing of the Workforce Alliance uh, here in, in Wichita, and we're all a part of the COVID Community Task Force um, established here. Pretty interesting. We had a we had a community task force largely driven by the Wichita Regional Chamber that was that was brought together as a result of the 737 MAX uh, issue. You know, when the 737 MAX grounding occurred, 
that affected a lot of suppliers in our Wichita area. Uh, and, and that all happened, what was interesting, kind of that last quarter of, I believe, 2019 is when we were dealing with that. Well, this task force was assembled and we were meeting, and then when we, we went right into COVID, which overshadowed everything. And so being a part of that group, you know, one of the one of the dominant issues that continues to come up and that we continue to try to work through is workforce development and and work and 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 trying to help businesses uh, to be able to you know connect with uh, the, the 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 workers that they need and the team members that they need in order to survive. So yeah, the workforce and being able to hire talent and retain talent that is a that is a issue that continues to be a, a dominant issue both for small businesses and large companies uh, no doubt in our in our area want to want to talk with you about a couple of other programs that you have that uh, uh, find out what is what exactly is the shuttered venus venus's program <laughs> yeah 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 so it's the it is the shuttered venues venues <laughs> uh, yeah 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 shuttered venues excuse me grant yeah 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 no I, I, hey no i understand it, it uh yeah, but yeah it's the shuttered venues grant and the shuttered venues grant is intended to help museums theaters um concert promoters you know just businesses not and and by the way doesn't have to be just for-profit entities but these are businesses that operate in that space of entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, these, these yeah. venues were literally closed temporarily, you know, with a lot of the entertainment sector, uh, our museums, so on and so forth. They were, they were closed uh, due, to, due to COVID. And, um, and so this grant program is specifically for that community of, of uh, businesses and venues. And it's an it's actively right now uh, something that uh, those venue operators can apply for. Uh, we've been in communication with a number of uh, companies uh, locally. Uh, in fact, uh, I'll put in a plug uh, for, um, uh, for the Hartkeys, uh, Adam Hartke and uh, Jesse Hartke. Uh, those folks a- actually advocated for this shuttered venues grant, uh, and they worked with our, our congressional uh, team, and and basically helped to bring this about nationally. Uh, so really a big deal. Uh, and that's the owners again of, um, gosh, they own the Cotillion and they own the uh, right. what is it, the the Wave uh, downtown. And anyway, um, all of that said, that is that is an active grant program that those um, eligible venue operators and 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 museums that 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 community can apply for i would would like to apologize because i type up my uh, my questions in advance and i just that's a typo on venus so anyway uh, (laughs) hey wayne tell me we're running out of time here tell me what uh, iedl is yeah so that's the economic injury disaster loan and that uh continues to be a resource that the economic injury disaster loan and the paycheck protection program; those were two of the first resources that we were able to uh, deploy, you know, for affected uh, businesses and nonprofits. And so, Idle remains available, uh, and, and there are a couple of different things under that Idle program 
There's a targeted idle advance, which businesses are receiving a communication from the SBA uh, about moving forward with an application for the targeted advance. Uh, that's a $10,000 grant. And then there's another supplemental $5,000 grant for those eligible businesses under the idle program. Uh, but yeah, the, the economic injury disaster loan, uh, something that is that has done and it has reached a lot of businesses in our area, a lot of nonprofits in our area. So that program remains available to affected uh, businesses. Are you seeing any problem with fraud in any of these programs? Absolutely. Um, yeah, we, we have, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, anytime that's the, that's what's unfortunate uh, with many of government resources is, you know, while things are always with good intentions and these programs are rolled out, you know, you'll get bad actors out there that will take advantage of uh, some things. And so we've got a number of checks, a number of steps that unfortunately due to fraud, uh, people have to go through. Uh, various ways of confirming their identity, confirming their business identity. They've got to have a valid active tax ID number uh, with the government. They're also required to sign uh, a form that allows the IRS to confirm whatever tax information they give us as a part of obtaining, you know, their loan or, or grant. So, yeah, we, we've got a series of, of steps that a uh, an eligible applicant has to go through to co- to confirm their business information and their identity but yes we have seen a lot of fraud and as a result of that it makes it harder for for the person that is really looking for help you know to get the help they need okay what have we left out we just have a little bit of time left if we Covered just about everything for us, Wayne. You know, I would, I would uh, ask the public. I would just ask everyone, your your listeners here, to go out and visit sba.gov. You can see our COVID uh, disaster relief uh, options there. If you need to contact our local district office, uh, please contact us at three one six two six nine six six one six. That's our main number. Uh, 316-269-6616. You can also find local assistance on our website, again, sba.gov, and there's a link for local assistance. And we'll, we'll, uh, re- we'll be pretty responsive. Someone will get back to you certainly within 24 hours or less, and we'll get you connected to the right SBA resource. Everybody I talk to, many people I talk to in this whole pandemic, because of the load, workload, and all the other things, have been really stressful have been stressed out. How about, how about you? How, how have you handled this every day? Gone out and run 10 miles? or how, <laughs> what, what do you do, Wayne? Hey, it, it's been, you know, it comes and it, 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 it's, it comes in ebbs and flows. You mm-hmm. know, it's like uh, I, there have been periods where I worked out just religiously, and then there have been periods where I've taken a break. You know, right now I think mentally we're all at a good place, uh, the hardest, the hardest time was was certainly, um, you know, there in that third quarter of uh, 2020. Right. It was it was tough because it was around the clock. I mean, it was 24 hours. But right now, uh, things are, are gradually getting better, yep. and I feel like the morale of our team is a lot better. So well, we're we're doing great. Well, listen, uh, as always, thanks for spending some time with us and really giving us some pretty good detail on the programs available that, that have been uh, have been administered by the SBA. And thanks again, Wayne, for being with us uh, this morning. Our guest is Wayne Bell 
Wichita District Director, U.S. Small Business Administration. That's all for this edition of Issues 2021. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.